Welcome, everybody, to today's episode of The Jadeva Show. I'm your host, Jacob Valliere. Glad to have you with us on the first Friday of March 2021. It's March 5th. Um, crazy to think that we are right back in March after it feels like March 2020 just happened. Everybody knows what happened March 2020, the start of the COVID shutdowns, um, when COVID really started to um, inhabit all of the USA um, and all the restaurants got shut down, all the schools got shut down, businesses started you know, working only virtually from at home. That all happened uh, right now about a year ago. And uh, so we've really been living through the year uh, of COVID. But things are looking up, obviously. Vaccinations are on the way. President Biden recently said that we should be, uh, they should have enough vaccines by uh, the end of May. So we could have a summer where we see society reach normalcy maybe once again. Um, Whichever the case is, obviously uh, help is on the way. Hope is on the horizon. And uh, we are glad to have you with us on a Friday. So I wanted to get into this. Um, Big storylines in the NFC East this week. Um, The first being Alex Smith is going to get released by the Washington football team. Uh, He's been there for the past three seasons, but he's only started 16 games. Didn't start a single playoff game for Washington. Um, Look, he did exactly what he was traded to do. He was traded uh, in the aftermath of the Kirk Cousins franchise tag saga. Uh, Washington had tagged Kirk Cousins twice in consecutive seasons, and after the 2017 season, they decided, we don't want to pay this guy. We're going to get a cheaper version of Kirk Cousins in uh, Alex Smith, who had previously been one of the winningest quarterbacks of the last six or seven years when he came to Washington. And um, he came, and he started off his career 6-3, and and uh, Washington was atop the NFC East in 2018, a little past halfway through the season, and then the horrible injury happened, and then missed the rest of that year, all of last year, and then really the first, most of the first half of this past season with the injury, and then came back this midway this season and went 5-1 and one as a starter and led Washington to an improbable NFC East uh, title. I disagree with the move. I know he's expensive. Um, I would love to get Alex Smith back on a cheaper deal um, because I think he's valuable. I don't think he's great anymore. I think he's valuable. This season in seven in uh, six starts, he threw six touchdowns to eight interceptions. So I'm not saying he's great. He's not, um, at least anymore. He used to be pretty good, and now he's just an average quarterback entering his age 37 season. But in 16 starts with Washington, he's 11-5. and five. For context, the Washington football team has not had a record of 11-5 and five or better since 1991. It's been 30 years since the Washington football team, Redskins, whatever you want to call them, were 11 and 5 or better. And Alex Smith in 16 starts, a full season's worth of starts, was 11 and 5. I, I think that's value. The guy knows how to win. Everywhere he's gone, this is probably one of the most unique careers in the history of pro football with Alex Smith. Everywhere he's gone, he's won. In Kansas City, he started 76 games. He was 50 and 26. 
In his last two years in San Francisco, he was 19-5-1. and In 16 starts with Washington, he was 11-5. and Literally, Alex Smith, since the start of the 2011 season, is 80-36-1 as a starter with a couple, like two or three playoff wins sprinkled in there. Yet everybody sort of passes around Alex Smith like he's garbage, like, he's, like he can't play. The dude knows how to win. He's almost got 100 more touchdowns than interceptions over that span. The guy knows how to play. So I disagree with the move. I would have liked to have seen Alex Smith come back and uh, you know, be the stopgap guy, maybe trade up in the draft and get somebody. Um, although I don't know. It's a crapshoot at this point who is going to be good in the draft besides Trevor Lawrence. Um, yeah, I, I would have done that if I were Washington. But that was a minor storyline. A bigger storyline is the links uh, with Russell Wilson to Dallas. And the idea that Dallas could let go of soon-to-be free agent Dak Prescott and get Russell Wilson in a trade from Seattle. Um, I think this has more to say about Dak than it does Russell Wilson. Okay, And this really has more to say about Jerry Jones, who has always been, famously, always been more interested in star appeal. He's always been interested in flashy players than he is actual production. Now, would Russell Wilson instantly change the fortunes of the Dallas Cowboys? Absolutely he would. More so than Dak. No one in the world will argue that Dak Prescott is better than Russell Wilson because he's not. Um, But here's the thing with Jerry. And Jerry Jones loves his offense. Loves his offense. Can you think of any franchise in the history of football that has had more success at quarterback than the Cowboys. I was thinking about this. Which franchise has had more success at quarterback than the Cowboys? Since the early 70s, they've had Roger Staubach, Hall of Famer. They've had Danny White, Troy Aikman, Tony Romo, Dak Prescott. They even had Drew Bledsoe for a couple of years, and Bledsoe looked like he might have a Hall of Fame career. They've always had success at quarterback. They've always had a quarterback. I mean, yeah, they had a couple of years of Quincy Carter and Vinny Testaverde in the early 2000s, but for the most part over the last 50 years, the Cowboys have consistently struck gold at quarterback, especially recently finding quarterbacks either undrafted like Romo or in the fourth round like Dak. They've always found success at running back. Always. Right now, it's Ezekiel Elliott. He used to have DeMarco, Mur- uh, DeMarco Murray, former league-leading rusher. They had Emmett Smith for the longest time. Ha- happens to be the greatest running back of all time, the most rushing yards of all time. They had Tony Dorsett, Hall of Famer. Herschel Walker was a big name. Pro Bowl running back in Dallas. Dallas has always had a running back. And if Zeke left... Tony Pollard would be the next great running back in Dallas. Dallas has always had great receivers. They went from Drew Pearson to Michael Irvin. In the Romo days, it was Terrell Owens. Then they got Des Bryant. Now they have Amari Cooper. And those guys are stars. Pearson and Irvin are in the Hall of Fame, and so is T.O. You could make the case that Des Bryant could belong there one day. They've always had great offensive lines. 
the end of Romo's career and the beginning of Dak's career, the first three or four years of Dak's career, Dallas had the best offensive line in football for a span of about six, seven seasons. The best. And over that span, they had the league's leading rusher three different times. They had the Great Wall of Dallas during the Aikman, Emmett, and Irvin days. The Great Wall of Dallas. Even in the Staubach and Danny White days, they were great at offensive line. So offensively, Dallas has been top-notch for about 50 years. How often do the Cowboys not have a great offense? Once every five or six years? Way less often than any other team. And they've always had a great coach. Tom Landry, Jimmy Johnson, Barry Switzer won a Super Bowl. They had Bill Parcells, Hall of Famer. They had Wade Phillips, one of the best defensive minds of the last 20 years. They've always had a coach. They've always had stars on defense. They, they have Demarcus Lawrence and Sean Lee. They used to have Demarcus Ware. Okay, During their days in Dallas, they even had Deion Sanders for a while. They've always had studs everywhere. So how is Dallas, how have they not gotten back to an NFC championship game in 25 years? Did you know that? I was stunned. The 25 years since the last NFC championship game appearance for the Cowboys, 25 years. That's absurd. The last time the Jaguars made a conference championship was Three years ago. Last time the Eagles made it was three years ago. <laughs> like, I, I, the last time that the Vikings or the Cardinals made it was within the last few years. The Jets have even made an AFC championship twice over the last 10 or 11 years. The Cowboys haven't made it in 25 years. How is that possible? With all that talent, all their great coaches, all of their great quarterbacks, great running backs and great receivers and excellent offensive lines and stars on defense. How have the Cowboys not gotten to the NFC Championship game in 25 years? Why? This is why. And this is why Jerry Jones needs to pull the plug and go get Russell Wilson by all means necessary. They have been too complacent for 25 years and it's because of Jerry Jones. How often do you see guys in Dallas that just stay in Dallas? They never leave. Jerry overpays his stars so they can spend their whole career with the Cowboys. You know, Jason Witten never left Dallas. He was in Dallas for 15 years. He was in Dallas when he was old and couldn't run routes anymore. Tony Romo stayed in Dallas forever, never left. Because Jerry looked at Romo and said, I found a diamond in the rough. I found an undrafted quarterback, and I turned him into a four-time pro bowler. He's going to stay so I can rub it in your face. Why, ha- why did he go out and re-sign Zeke? Could have gotten any other running back. Heck, they let DeMarco Murray go. Because oh, Zeke's great. Zeke's my boy. Zeke's a cowboy. So I'm going to keep him around. I'm going to sign him to an extension in an era where only the very best running backs get extensions. And Zeke's great, but he's no Derrick Henry, okay? Zeke at this point may not even be any Saquon Barkley or Alvin Kamara or Christian McCaffrey. Zeke's not on those guys' level, not anymore. Why did he let Amari Cooper go? Or why didn't he? 
He signed him to a five-year, $100 million extension, said, I'm going to keep my guys because I traded for Amari Cooper and he's worked, and I want to keep the good times rolling. Why does he keep drafting offensive linemen and wide receivers when that's not a need? Because he wants the feel around Dallas. He wants his teams to score a lot of points. He doesn't care if his teams give up 30, 35 points a game. As long as his teams score like 40 to 45, then we're good. But that turn, you know what that does when you're in shootouts all the time? That's at best like 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7 and seven because sometimes your offense isn't going to show up and your defense is never going to show up. Jerry's been too loyal to his players. Look at all the bad contracts on that team. Demarcus Lawrence contract is awful. Jalen Smith, awful. You could have let any of those guys go. You could get four down linebackers anywhere. It, it, certainly you can get them anywhere that are better than Jalen Smith or defensive ends that are better than Demarcus Lawrence. Marcus Lawrence has like seven or eight sacks over the last two seasons since he signed his huge contract extension. You could get three down pass-catching running backs anywhere these days, even in the third and fourth round of a draft. But you're going to keep going with Ezekiel Elliott, who is aging faster than most running backs. Here's where I get to Dak. Dak Prescott is good. He's not, I don't, I wouldn't say he's great, but he's good. Over his last 18 starts, he has gone 6 and 12. Okay, that's not great. Uh, and in games that he started and completed this past season, he was 1 and 3. I know they were in a lot of shootouts. I know the defense was awful. But Dak was awful in the first half, first two and a half quarters of all four of those games. He put them in unimaginable. They should have been 0-4 if it weren't for that Atlanta game. Sure, Dak is the best quarterback in the NFC East. But put him, let's just play a game here. Let's put Dak in any other division in the NFL. Let's put him in the AFC East. Dak's the new quarterback for the Patriots. Well, he's at best the second best quarterback in that division behind Josh Allen. So he can't be the best in the AFC East. Uh, let's put him in the AFC North. Well, he's not as good as Lamar. You could argue that Baker Mayfield is, you know, a little more successful or the same level of success. So he's probably about the second or third best quarterback there, but he's no Lamar. Okay, AFC South. Put him on, uh, let's assume that Trevor Lawrence goes to Jacksonville and Deshaun Watson stays. So he goes to the Colts instead of Carson Wentz. Well, uh, Ryan Tannehill's got one of the best passer ratings in football the last two years. Uh, Deshaun Watson's a top-five quarterback, and Trevor Lawrence is a generational talent. Dak might be, at best, the third-best quarterback in the AFC South. Uh, let's try the AFC West. Uh, well, he's no Mahomes. He's no Herbert. Uh, Derek Carr's pretty good. He might be third or fourth in that division. Uh, NFC South, he's not as good as Tom Brady. I don't think he's as good as Matt Ryan. Um, he's probably better than Jameis Winston and Teddy Bridgewater, so I'd put him at the, uh, he's, probably, he's probably number three. If you put him on the Panthers today, he's the third best quarterback. NFC West. Um, yeah, he's not as good as Russell Wilson, not as good as Kyler Murray. I don't think he's as good right now as, in that situation as Matthew Stafford. So you put Dak on the Niners, and he's the fourth best quarterback in that division. And then in the North, he's not as good as Aaron Rodgers, obviously. Put him on the Bears. 
Okay, he's, he might be a little better than Jared Goff. Um, I don't know if he's... I don't think he's better than Kirk Cousins. I think he's third best in that division. So Dak is not, would not be the best quarterback in any other division in football than the NFC East, where his competition right now is Jalen Hurts, Taylor Heineke, and Daniel Jones. The worst quarterback division in all of football. Dak is easily the best there. So if you're Jerry Jones, and you're one that always settles, you get a guy that's a borderline star, and you just settle on him. Dak's won one playoff game in five years with all that talent. All of that talent. You've seen what Dak can do when Zeke is not there. Oh, he stinks. When, when Amari Cooper's out of the lineup, oh, Dak can't push it downfield anymore. When Dak doesn't have his number one deep threat and doesn't have his running game or one of his offensive linemen's missing, he falls apart. Do you know who doesn't do that? Russell Wilson doesn't. So if I'm Jerry Jones... This is a no-brainer. I know Dak's a cowboy. He's a southern boy. He's, he's been around for five years. He's, he's, he's looked great. And no one will ever forget his rookie season. They went 13-3 and and almost made it to the NFC Championship game. But the reason they didn't is because Dak was no Aaron Rodgers in that game against Green Bay. At the time, he was in 2018, he was no Jared Goff. He was not as good as those guys. He's been out-quarterbacked a whole bunch in his career. He's been outplayed by the opposing quarterback, and for that reason, I'm looking at Dak's contract, and I'm looking at Russell Wilson potentially wanting to get traded to the Cowboys, and I'm thinking, you know, this isn't exactly... I I wouldn't be so sold on Dak if I were Jerry. I wouldn't be refuting everything and say, no, Dak's our quarterback, we're going to sign an extension. He's coming off a big injury, okay? And he's going to be in his late 20s. He's sort of getting into the later parts of his prime. It's not like you're going to have Dak forever, and it's not like you've been successful with him. If Washington went out and got a quarterback, they're going to win the division. If the Giants upgraded a quarterback, they'd win the division. That's a very winnable division, and I just do not think the Cowboys are good enough to win the division with Dak. If things are competitive, if Washington and the Giants got increasingly better at quarterback and maybe uh, at uh, secondary this offseason, the Cowboys would be a third-place team even with Dak Prescott. That's just the bottom line. They have no talent on defense, Dallas, and they don't have any depth anywhere. They haven't had depth at quarterback in God knows how long. You've seen every time Romo gets hurt, they fall apart. Every time Dak got hurt this past season, the Cowboys just fell apart offensively. They need depth. They need defense. They might even need a new quarterback. Come on, don't settle. Remember Baltimore? They settled for so long with Joe Flacco. Then they went out and got Lamar Jackson, and now they're a constant Super Bowl contender. Kansas City was right where Dallas is now. They were pretty consistently flirting with the playoffs with Alex Smith. They were pretty good. They were winning, um, but they weren't complacent. They replaced him with some guy named Patrick Mahomes, and they've been in each of the last two Super Bowls, could have been three. They're almost always the number one Super Bowl contender in the AFC now. Okay, The Texans, they were not complacent with Brock Osweiler. 
Okay, they went out and got Brock Osweiler, big money, $72 million. And they wanted a vision with him. And they said, you know what, we could do so much better. They went out and got Deshaun Watson, and boom, they were, until this past year, competing for AFC title game appearances in the Super Bowl. Look, Dallas is fine. They're 8-8, they're 9-7. Eight and eight, nine and seven. That's their ceiling at this point with an aging and now a little more brittle Dak Prescott. That's their ceiling. So he gives you Matthew Stafford in Detroit and Derek Carr in Las Vegas type of value. Maybe not as much as Kirk Cousins in Minnesota value. That's middle of the pack. You got to upgrade, Jerry. You're not getting any younger. You're about to be 80 in the next couple of years. You're not going to own this team for the next 50 years. You're going to want to sell now, go out and get an upgrade in Russell Wilson because you have the assets. Then maybe you'll compete for a Super Bowl. That's my, I, I hate giving the Cowboys great advice, but that's my advice. Dump Dak, get Russell, boom, you're a Super Bowl contender. You're going to win the NFC East every year with Russell Wilson, even if he's approaching his mid-30s. He's still a great player, MVP candidate type quarterback. Dak's not. That's my advice. All right. So uh, we're getting closer to the start of free agency. And um, I have been, you know, I did a quarterback dominoes episode a few weeks back, and I've been mostly wrong on them. Uh, I said that uh, Sam Darnold would go to the Colts. That's not going to happen. I said Alex Smith would be back in D.C. Uh, that's not going to happen. Um, I said that Cam or Carson Wentz would beat out Jalen Hurts for the starting job. And um, I said Taylor Heineke would go to the Jets. But uh, all of those have been wrong. Heineke actually re-signed with the Washington football team. So I'm going to update my quarterback dominoes for the 2021 offseason because a few of them have fallen. Carson Wentz has gone to the Colts, uh, Matthew Stafford to the Rams, Jared Goff to the Lions, and um, Taylor Heineke to, uh, Was- back to Washington, and Alex Smith has been cut. So uh, there's some stuff to get into. Also, the 49ers have said they are going to stick with Jimmy Garoppolo, so Garoppolo will stay in San Fran. I had him going to the Vikings and the Vikings trading Kirk Cousins to San Francisco. So here we go. Uh, I'm going to keep my prediction with the, uh, excuse me, the Mitchell Trubisky thing. I think he's the next quarterback of the Patriots. I think they'll use a a later round pick on a quarterback. Uh, You know, they've had success with late round guys like Tom Brady, obviously. So, um, Trubisky would be a one-year wonder or one-year deal in New England. He'd be their one-year starter, uh, kind of like Cam did this past year while they developed their fo- quarterback for the future in the third round. By the way, third-round quarterbacks, third and fourth-round quarterbacks are not lost causes before they even hit the field. Okay, Russell Wilson was a third-rounder. Kirk Cousins was a fourth-rounder. Tom Brady was a sixth-rounder. Okay, those guys, they work. Okay, Dak Prescott was a fourth-rounder. Jimmy Garoppolo was a second-rounder. Okay, first-round quarterbacks are not the only ones to have success. So for everybody looking at these quarterbacks, Derek Carr was a second-rounder. They are – the first-round guys are not going to be all successful. A few of them are not going to be good, and a few of the later-round guys are going to end up starting and having success in the NFL. Um, In Washington, I'm going to go with Sam Darnold to the Washington football team, and here's why. Sam Darnold's a tough guy. He's perfect for a Ron Rivera-type team. Um, 
And I think he would instantly provide a bit of juice to an offense that really had to rely on an immobile quarterback. Sam Darnold's a little more mobile. Um, you need to have a good backup like Heineke behind him. Um, so I would like Sam Darnold to get traded to Washington if the Jets do decide to do that. Uh, Marcus Mariota, I would say, will still go to Denver and compete with Drew Locke for the starting job. Um, you know, I think Drew Locke, you've even heard his coach come out and say they're going to add a little bit of pressure on Drew Locke here in the offseason. So I think Mariota or maybe Orion Fitzpatrick would come into Denver and give Drew Locke a run for their money, maybe win the starting job outright or wait until Locke falters, which he probably will, to uh, do that. So I'm going to revise. Uh, i got to add Russell Wilson now because I do think he's going to get traded. Uh, anytime you see a quarterback come out and say, no, I don't want to get traded, but if I did get traded, here are four teams that I'd want to get traded to, that means that they're going to get traded. So Russell Wilson will leave Seattle in the offseason, and I honestly bet he will head to Chicago. I think the Bears are the place for Russell Wilson. I think the Saints will re-up Jameis Winston, uh, and the Bears are going to lose um, Trubisky, and I think the Bears will also keep around Nick Foles to back up Russell Wilson, best backup in the league. They might not have to see Nick Foles much anymore in Chicago. Russell Wilson to the Seahawks. Maybe they would even send Nick Foles to Seattle. You know, I, Okay, so that's my new prediction. Russell Wilson to Chicago. Chicago then, in the trade for Wilson, will send Nick Foles to the Seattle Seahawks, and he'll be their stopgap option. Maybe they'll bring in competition. Um, I like Garoppolo staying in San Fran, Kirk Cousins staying in Minnesota, Derek Carr staying in Vegas. Uh, Deshaun Watson is an interesting one. I think he'll go. I think I I see Deshaun for Tua straight up with a few picks, Miami and Houston trade. Tua to the Texans, Deshaun Watson to the Dolphins. So what happens to the Jets? Well, they're going to go out and I think they're going to draft Zach Wilson since they already traded away Sam Darnold. Um, so he'll, so Sam, uh, excuse me, Zach Wilson to the Jets, Trevor Lawrence to the Jaguars, and then there's a bunch of other first round quarterbacks that need teams who will sign them. Maybe the Panthers will end up taking a quarterback like Justin Fields or Trey Lance, uh, if they swing and miss on the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Uh, there's, so, so the other one, I think, will end up going to a team like Atlanta, who may end up trading back and end up taking their quarterback for the future and sit him behind Matt Ryan, who many people think might be his last season in Atlanta. Um, so, I mean, those are really the four guys. I mean, I think Pittsburgh may be an underrated team that might take a quarterback. Uh, so then I think that sort of solves everything. Ryan Fitzpatrick will latch on to compete with somebody's starting job. Dak Prescott will end up back in Dallas. I bet on the franchise tag. I don't think they'll come to terms on a long-term deal. And then that leaves us with just Cam Newton. And I am going to give you an underrated op- like place that Cam Newton could sign in the offseason. And I'm going to say he's going to sign with the Philadelphia Eagles. He'll compete with Jalen Hurts. This is, I mean, it's it. They both play the same style of football. You saw it in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson and uh, RG3. Same style of quarterback at number one and number two. Philadelphia could do the same thing. Jalen Hurts as the starter. Uh, Cam Newton his backup or vice versa. 
I think that'd be some good competition. The Eagles have already come out and said they want some competition for Jalen Hurts. So why not bring in Cam Newton? And if it's not Cam, I could also see the Eagles bringing in Ryan Fitzpatrick. So, so then you think, well, who else could, you know, it's between Cam and Fitz. So where else would they go uh, if it wasn't the Eagles, which I think is a good spot for a, a high-end backup. Uh, what other high-end back? maybe... I, I mean, I don't know. Bring, the Patriots might sign two guys that could start. The Patriots could bring in like a Ryan Fitzpatrick and a Mitchell Trubisky to compete for the starting job, or they could just retain Cam Newton and put some heat on him with Trubisky. I don't know, but the, this is an interesting quarterback offseason. Not as interesting as last season when you had Tom Brady and Phillip Rivers on the move, especially Brady, and you had Cam Newton finally on the move after a decade in Carolina. Uh, it'll be interesting. We'll be here for all of it. Uh, but you've been listening to the Jadava Show. Those are my quarterback dominoes. Uh, we will see you all very soon, hopefully next week. And uh, until then, I'm Jacob Valliere, your host. You've been listening to the Jadava Show. Have a great weekend, and we will see you all very, very soon.